0: It's the story of two lovely pochas who were brought up in a very complex world. One has skin just like Coco, brown and pretty. The other one's got curls. Till the one day that these pochas got together, they started talking about their pocha strife. They decided that they would start a podcast so we could hear about the porch alive, the porch alive, the porch alive. So we could hear
1: all about the porch alive. Cat. Charlene! Episodio 6. Episodio
0: seis. 6. 6. Can you believe we are 6 in, no. 6 deep? We are 6, six deep. deep.
1: <laughs> Better than 6 under.
0: We are recording live
1: live
0: from Mo's Moes Mo's in Las Cruces. You have the elite of the elite get to come to Moe's. Only. And we were invited by our friends Nicole and Chief.
1: Invite only.
0: And I love it here. And this is what my maybe third time here. And I, this place just keeps getting better and better every time I come with the uh, with all of the stuff that they have hanging, all of the ambiance, all of the pets who are clearly eating your napkin. Oh, Here, totally you might so want to have that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, not only are we on location at Mo's, we are in front of a live studio audience today.
0: So we told them to cheer or boo, as it were, <laughs> depending on what it is that we're, you know, yeah. wh- how they what agree, right. disagree. Mm-hmm. So up on our plates tonight, up on the menu tonight, I'm on the menu we have, yes, the virgin whore. We all, we, I mean, we have to get to that. We have to because it's, mm-hmm. it's a. I mean, it's not just a thing. It's kind of like you know it but don't know it and you see it and you don't see it all the time in our cultura thing. For sure. And also body issues because if you didn't grow up with a person either telling you te ves tan flaca or te ves tan gorda, then you were really lucky because that wasn't us. No. And of course, our de nuevo. At the end of every night, we've got tonight craft beers. And not to, not only are we talking about it, hold on. <sighs> we're drinking about it. And so, so
1: are the in-house bar dogs. They apparently like beer.
0: And they're giving us a one do claw up or one Ducla do claw down yes. on some of the beers
1: for sure so
0: episodio says i want to say thank you to senegal keeps coming back and listening so whoever's in senegal yes. and spain thank you Shout for outs. for listening and mm-hmm. mexico we've got a couple listeners there yes we had someone reach out to us from south carolina
1: or north one of the carolinas
0: and we appreciate you listening thank you so much for for sending us that sweet sweet message Yes, that's really awesome.
1: I do want to say a shout out. We've we've had several folks reach out to us and say that they at one point in their life or another lived in New Mexico and they or they the, get or it. Or the borderline Or the borderland and they get it. Like they we are talking about their life, their experience. So that's super validating for us because we know we're not the only ones. So we appreciate you. we appreciate your comments. It helps us to keep going because, you know, the checks aren't coming. So Right. We're we're
0: doing this because we love, we love our borderland area. We love our Pocha history. We are the Pocha podcast, and first on our list is you know something that you can't escape because Did you we kind of What we're gonna see do it.
1: in segment three? Yes, it's, an, it's Oh a, beer! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry.
0: How much have you had exactly? Shh. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so yes, the Virgin Horror Complex, also known as the Madonna Horror Complex, but it's essentially the idea that women can either be respected or desired but you can't be both like the whole freak in the sheets lady in the streets you can't be both
0: Virgin in the streets puta in the sheets yes that's that's how we would that's how I knew it as right and there's like this isn't something that's just you know kind of in our subconscious and we see it subconsciously or even consciously but people have written scholarly essays and books specific even specific to the Latinx community like talking about all sorts of you know deep dive analysis into the duplicity of what they mean but we're just going to break it down to you like real folks but it's out like it is so out there that people have written books and essays on top of and books and essays about it. Is it is
1: so ingrained into our pop culture, into movie themes, books, storylines, all over the place. It's in there. So originally Freud came up with this theory. Or... or Inche Freud. Inche Freud, like, put a name to it, right? It was Freud who, who was saying that there this dichotomy existed that women could either be one or the other, but you could not have both. So it was common and accepted like you know the madman style where you have this wife who's doing all the cooking and the cleaning and she's perfect and she's dressed up and she's ready for you and all these things but then you have to have a mistress because she's not gonna satisfy your desires, your sexual needs, the the animalistic tendency that you might have as a male. So this whole bullshit idea of being one or the other is, Old, old, right? It's been around forever and ever. And we see it all the time. We see it um, slut-shaming versus virgin-worshipping, right? So sluts get shamed for uh, you know, having having fun, doing what they gotta do. <laughs> right? Yes. But not men. Men no. can have sex with everybody and it's all good. But if, if females do that, then you're a slut, you're a whore. But there's like this, oh, if you get a virgin, it's like this... I. you're idolizing this virgin for whatever reason and let's be real i ain't nothing fun about having sex with a virgin no
0: specific to our cultura specific to pochas we have like the virgen de guadalupe yes in contrast to two types of horrors there's the Mm -hmm. la llorona who is vilified for wanting to wanting to have a dude, like depending on the kind of story that you have, wanting to have a dude and then killing her kids to, to try to have this dude. And then the other one is La Malinche. And if you haven't mm-hmm. heard of her in one form or another, she was vilified because she was indigenous who became the lover of Cortes, who was over here like trying to find gold or whatever the fuck he was looking for in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And she was vilified to the point that I, I did a little bit of homework because I need to be a little bit smart. A politician blamed her for the initial defeat of the people of Mexico.
1: Because she had sex with some dude. Because
0: she had sex with a <laughs> Spaniard. Yeah. So you're either the virgen, poised, hands closed. You Nurturing, know, loving, perfect. Or you're la llorona killing your kids for sex. Or you're La Malinche, Destroying being a traitor, yeah. yeah. And it's it's let's let's lay it out. It's fucked up. It's
1: super fucked up.
0: Mostly for straight. So, I'm gonna say like the gay twist on this is this. Look, okay, stereotypically, I love my gay men. The gay men are typically seen as the whores, and lesbians, you settle down and have like a shit ton of cats or dogs, or chickens.
1: as the case may be
0: wherever in rural america you may might be at least
1: chickens give you eggs i'll say that
0: so this is i mean it still impacts because i'm still like in the back of my mind it still lingers okay
1: but like back in the day so our mom's generation and and folks before that they would just get married first because then you weren't a horse you could have had 12 husbands but at least you were married before you were doing the deed and so then you weren't a whore because you were married right lesbians be moving in with each other like two weeks later so that they're not whores this is the same shit one week later yes no I understand what you mean though <laughs> so but I see I see how y'all twisted that
0: oh no I didn't twist it I'm just following along I like that you're welcome
1: wait a wait a culture shift <laughs> <laughs> Go lesbians.
0: <laughs> One straight woman at a time. <laughs> One U haul
1: my- at a time.
0: <laughs> That's my job. But, se- I mean, but seriously, and do you think that in the borderland area, as opposed to kind of further away, the more mm-hmm. you get assimilated, like if you're living in Wisconsin or if you're living in Minnesota or Chicago, is it as prevalent?
1: I don't know. We ask you, audience. I I mean, isn't that the typical high school girl story, though? Isn't that across the board just the story?
0: Yes, it is. But with Latinx communities, I mean, how important is the Virgen in, even if you aren't Catholic, but predominantly Mm -hmm. our Latinx community is, how prevalent is the Virgen in everything? Like everything, Catholicism for Latinxes is, is not Catholicism without the Virgen being up front and center sure. in every church. Right. Yes. It's a constant reminder. Mm-hmm. And uh, having spent time in each coast, I don't think it was as prevalent as it is here really? in the borderland area. Do you think it's
1: because it's small town America? Does that make it worse? Does that add? I don't add? know that it's small
0: town America versus the proximity to, for us, the motherland, but okay. I mean, I mean, realistically, the gateway to the rest of the motherland for Latinx communities.
1: Hmm. You know, I, t- talking about pop culture, this really brings to mind, I don't know if you or anyone has watched Jane the Virgin, but they really bring this to light. Grandmother's telling her like, "Don't destroy your flower." She literally has a flower hanging above her bed to remind her not to destroy her flower. It's this whole idea that you have to remain pure. And And
0: that—that's why, like, in theory, you're supposed to wear white at your wedding.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, but there's some need to be wearing white. We know. I know, right? Mm -mm. Some semblance of purity when you're getting married, because in theory, right, that's going to be your first. But I, I really do think that the closer proximity to you, you are to the borderland area or the gateway to the Latinx communities, the more it's ingrained. Because, maybe because the less you've assimilated, I don't know if you if further into the U.S. you assimilate less, but it just seems like everywhere we turn, our city is named Las Cruces and everywhere you see like three crosses hanging out right. in, in our area.
1: So do you think it's only tied to religion then?
0: Well, no. I don't think it's only tied to religion, but I don't see in any other Catholic community, so, you know, versus French Catholics or Italian mm. Catholics. Mary is not as is not prevalent. as ingrained, is mm-hmm. not as prevalent, is not as important, is not as prayed to. Right. As she is with the Latinx community. And when I moved from my own personal experience, when I when I shifted from Catholicism to Lutheranism, I really did have a hard time giving up the Virgen. Hmm. Of course, I've never had any problem with, you know, La Malinche or La Llorona, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever. I... <laughs> I kn- I know how put on the sheets I can be and I'm okay with that. I am okay with that.
1: But the and it's problematic because people don't feel like they can be okay with that. People it it restricts people from feeling like not people women females people who identify in that way. And I think you're right. I think it is more concentrated for straight folks. Like it inhibits what you think is okay and it punishes you for being a person who's sexual being a person who can say out loud like I like having sex then you are automatically labeled this bad thing so not getting not
0: not diving into your you know personal life but did that did that happen for you did you did you think about that was that like something that was prevalent in your mind as as a woman who was like you married you know whatever losing my floor before i was actually married all that kind of oh,
1: stuff oh well even if i didn't want to think it out loud my mom was like puta por que andas ahi you shouldn't be calling the boys you shouldn't be chasing the boys you let them call you uh, you want to play house i'll show you how to play house oh my god i love your mom for the record <laughs> no it was bad and i and for the record now that i have my own daughter and i'm a mother i i completely and in a completely different way sympathize empathize all that with her but I was 14 I was trying to have a boyfriend I was you know in high school as a freshman but she knew I was too young to be getting into the level of relationship that I was at and it was not healthy and there was a lot going on and she saw all those things but of course I did not see all those things because I was young and it was like you just don't know my life you don't understand me we're in love and all this dumb shit but it's a lot but that was always in the back of the mind like we didn't have the we didn't have the sex talk. The sex talk was don't be a puta. Like that was the sex <laughs> talk.
0: <laughs> there was
1: no too late. Yeah, pretty much. And then you just feel shame about it, right? You can't talk about it. You can't ask questions <laughs> because you don't want to be a puta but you're already being a puta so it's all confusing so so
0: when I lived in New York and I got off work at this is relevant I promise and I got off work really early in the morning like I got off work at like one or two in the morning and I would have to take the subway home and there would be some individuals occasionally because usually I was the only female on there but there would be some females occasionally who were um, going home at that hour and The lock of shame. No, but see, here's the thing is I'm like, high five because someone's getting laid. I'm just going home from work and I wasn't in a relationship and I was Mm. like, I'm going home to nobody. I'm going home to a dog who, yes, she just wants to be pet and loved. But like high five lady for getting your shit on. Hallelujah. And before we did this, before we did this episode and we were talking about like what we were going to talk about for this episode, I really, I really was like, why do we shame these people who are doing doing well, this walk? Like, and this is why there's this ridiculous percentage
1: of women who have never had an orgasm or don't even know what it is because you don't even want to talk about it. It's fucked up,
0: right? Boo! Boo! You, boo to that. But uh, okay, so you talked about your daughter, and in thinking about mine, when when we were going through the like, we have two we have two daughters, two sons, and while I shouldn't treat them differently. I kind of do, and I know. Shame well, on me. You can no. boo me for that. You know but what? There's
1: the world treats them differently. Y- true. And until the world doesn't treat them differently, I will treat my daughter differently.
0: One of the things that I had thought long and hard about when they were doing the so they're sophomores now, but when they were when they were taking the classes in like middle school, what they don't tell you is how good it feels. And I was like, is that something as a parent you talk about? Like, like I understand you might want to do this and it feels really, really good when it's done well. But here are some things that you should know about it. Then you say, but that important.
1: guy ain't going to do it well. I can tell by looking at him. So, you know, what, just <laughs> skip it and move on because he's not the one. And you know what, and I have heard some some of good friends of ours, people that I know that have sons that say, don't talk about my sons like that, don't threaten my boys, this and that. But you know what, until women are not, until domestic violence isn't predominantly on women, until women are feel free to go run in their own neighborhood because they don't think they're going to go get raped, until all of this shit is even and equal and things are fair, then there's a difference.
0: Until there's not a dichotomy of the La Malinche and La Llorona versus... Um, Virgen de Guadalupe yeah agreed 100% agreed
1: ni and, it's, ni putas and it sucks mujeres. that
0: it sucks that there is only that binary yes because you know as mentioned earlier La Malinche not only is is looked at as a, a fucking traitor to her gente and to a country but La Llorona is looked at as like if you aren't a good submissive Wife, you have to give up your kids and you will forever be mourning. And we're going to use you as a tail for every other child, in particular, every other girl who in that particular binary might, you know, you're stereotyped into having kids. You're going to be that person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that sucks that that's all that we're given is it like, you're not for
1: complexity. It doesn't allow you to be different pieces of a human. It also doesn't allow for a
0: queer aspect to that because I was either like, like I grew up either being like, you're going to be la virgen and have this pious life Mm -hmm. and be like an amazing mom who, you know, whatever, ride or die with your child, which is true. I mean, you ride or die or you're going to be this other woman who just dies with her child,
1: like... And you were like, There's no where where's the other box? Where, yeah. where do I put the check? Where mark, are the please? tacos
0: that I can partake of in this particular instance because I don't fall in between having a child or not? Boo. It's
1: messed up. We're changing Truth. it. We're fixing it. Be complicated, ladies.
0: Er, day, be... Com- yeah, absolutely. Take pride in that complexity that you have. Yes. And you can... S- do both the the puta on the sheets. You can be like puta on the streets. You can do whatever you want. You can break that shit.
1: Just have that orgasm, <laughs> or
0: two, or two. Don't limit, don't, oh, limit, honey, don't limit yourself. Don't, don't limit yourself. Let's talk.
1: That's true. <laughs> Yo, that's ep- episodio a, siete.
0: <laughs> innies and outies Oh, Charlene, we're gonna have to have some talks over here.
1: Cat, mm, I am so excited that we're at Moe's. <laughs>
0: Is it because we're in a live studio audience?
1: Yes. What, what? <laughs> and? I no, know. You, Okay, wait,
0: hold on. Do that again, but louder. What, what?
1: There yeah. it is. <laughs> because otherwise, they're like, you're in a live studio audience of mice. They're all pobrecita. There's one lady in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably her mom. That's a neighbor. <laughs> the neighbor over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> bring me a beer. I, I feel like we have therapy dogs right now. I have a therapy dog right next to me being very cozy and enjoying being petted and it's adorable.
0: She's loving you, right? He's loving you right now <laughs> like there's no other. <laughs> private chick, private chick. So thank you. Yes. Mad love. And thank you to Nicole in chief for having us over at Moe's. Um, you are listening to Episodio 6 of the Pocha podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And on our agenda tonight, we've already done The Virgin Horror. We're also going to be looking at um, the another dichotomy of, like, the sizest issue. Te ves tan flaca, te ves tan gorda. And the final portion of our show, <sighs> the portion that I actually came here for, yes. was talking craft beers.
1: Yes.
0: And why, okay, so we're going to get into it, but why this is bocha related borderline-related, um and of course taste testing. And Which we've been throughout the evening taste testing. So, so yeah. yeah. And so far um no one except for me has liked the green chile beer. No. But we'll get to that in just a second. I didn't
1: try it. It's bad. It's not good. Don't. So yeah, we've got an,
0: I didn't try it. It's not good. Won't try it. Won't try it absolutely won't try it, no. but we'll
1: save s- your glass. Save your glass. <laughs>
0: We'll get to, to all of that in just a second.
1: Yeah, let's talk about body image. <sighs> and specifically Latinas and body image. So we talked about this because when I was an undergraduate, which was a long-ass time ago, I read this study and was doing some research on body image and females and all of this stuff. And there was a study that showed that the more representation that Latinas got in, in media, so on magazines, in TV shows, the incidence of eating disorders was going up and they were correlating the two so it's one thing to not see people that look like you in the media it's another thing to see people that look like you but are fitting this assimilated white body image that is tiny waist big boobs skinny legs all the things so that is affecting our henta now because this is out there this representation which we want representation right we want to know that we matter we want to know that our lives are being portrayed in ways that feel realistic to us or through an escapist measure that they're not but they look like us and we get it and this is like it's damaging because it's this this idea in your head now that I need to look like that I need to be skinny I need to fit this. I can't have wrinkles. I can't have gray hair. I can't have cellulite. I can't, uh, I need to be this perfect looking woman, which is perfection defined by these assimilated standards. They also
0: assimilated our food because there was a time where we used to use lard in there. and
1: Delicious.
0: They even fat shame our cities. Like there's some, the fattest people in Texas are like from El Paso. And yeah, so the borderland area has a lot of weight huh, to carry on this <laughs> issue. But I want to call you out on it because just earlier you were like, my panza in my 40s. And I'm like, really, bitch? We're just going to talk about the flaca gorda
1: issue and you're already... I wasn't shaming myself I was just calling attention to a fact
0: a fact without the C it's called fat but yes no but seriously like why do you feel like that and it's true this is if I like thick I don't I don't have a problem with thick I I mean that's right up my alley but when I look at Cosmo that's not me even when I look at Mm -hmm. like people in Espanol it's we're still f- fucking trying to assimilate.
1: Well, even when you say like a Latina, oh, she's curvy. You're talking like Sofia Vergara. Really? Don't nobody fucking look like that. No. No. And, and curvy,
0: realistically, is not size eight, size seven, no. size six. Curvy is like 16. Right. And th- I mean, that's
1: beautiful. But we're not allowed to say that be, and then people start getting into this whole thing about well you're not healthy it's about health it's be, you're not healthy if you're big
0: so they're equating non health with fat
1: right which we know and we've talked about our roller derby history we have a, a friend who used to say she was fat fit because <laughs> she was thick but you know what that girl could go for days she would beat the shit out of whoever she would do any endurance drill until she was ready to die and for a person who's considered flaca or more petite in this world i'd be fucking dying throwing up dry heaving in the corner and this chick is going and going so it it has nothing to do with that i mean a lot of times you cannot judge that book by the cover right there's there's a difference There are still people who are larger that work out all the damn time, that eat healthy, and that just happens to be genetics, their body type, whatever. I really do believe that. Um, But, I I mean, going back to what you're saying about me talking about my panza, it's also true that as we age, our metabolism changes. Our bodies change. I cannot eat the same stuff I ate when I was 16 years old, going to soccer practice, drinking a root 44 cherry limeade, and running three miles like it was nothing. I can't do that anymore. And we're also taught that that's not okay. You need to stay to that standard of when you were 20 and you looked this particular way when it's nature, it's happening to everyone around us, but it's it's so fucked up to me that this media image overtakes what we see literally every day. We see our families getting older, we see our gente getting older, we see ourselves getting older and the changes happening and now we're taught you have to fight that that's not the way to go down like it's this battle that you have to engage in when yeah keep taking care of yourself change it if you need to but it's natural it's what happens even the nicknames we
0: give each other like if you've watched Orange is the New Black La Flaca right um, it's also like a chola name they have one you, of my have you heard of the
1: Loca? the Loca? <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> so she's this chick somewhere <laughs> in texas like harlingen or some <laughs> shit and she rogue does like she runs up on car accidents and shit and starts recording and does like news flash live and l- posts it and she's <laughs> she kind of thick and she's called the gordy loca <laughs> i love it it's
0: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like why did i think of that name yeah. Bec- you know because yes but I mean it's all like chola nicknames are like la flaca or la gorda one of my cousins right. was nicknamed la gorda because she was thicker than than her siblings mm-hmm. and I mean while it was in jest we were still making fun of who she was
1: Right and and because of the stigma already attached to being larger people ingest that like I know when I started roller derby I was the thinnest I had ever been in my adult life and I mean, it was not healthy. It was not good. And I had just gone through a horrible divorce. I was dealing with all kinds of other stuff. Bad shit had gone down in my life. And it was all culminating in that moment. And Derby brought me back to a place where I had to eat in order to work out that hard and not pass out. And I had to keep hydrated. Like I actually had to take care of my body if this was something I wanted to keep doing. And I remember I was ve- I was very tiny. And people would be like eat a burrito like what the hell's wrong with you you need to gain some weight and i hadn't and and it was so disturbing because at that point in my life i was it was one of the most emotionally miserable points i had ever been at but people were giving me all these compliments about how good i looked and i should be a model and this and that and it was so confusing because i felt fucking horrible I felt awful. And Derby was the one place where it was like, all right, it's cool. Be you and like eat some shit and, and feel good and then, you know, stay, stay with us. But it, it was just a very confusing time. And eventually I did, I did gain weight and, and I did gain strength and stability and all those things. But it was just so interesting to me. The, the contrast of getting those compliments and how shitty I felt on the inside. And this is such a
0: going back to our dichotomy earlier. This is such a dichotomy in terms of how this impacts women versus men and how like, I mean, yes, men also have their own social issues that they've got to deal with like men's magazine and they all look buff but it's not as bad as it is on women with all the makeup and how you do your hair and how skinny you are and the other thing is how Mexican food has or Latinx food has assimilated in order to fit that Cosmo skinny ideal how we've gone from the tortilla to the wrap Mm. we've eliminated lard because In theory, it was supposed to be bad on your health, but I mean, really.
1: But people are eating coconut oil, and that shit looks like the same thing. Same damn thing. Agreed. But, and, hallelujah. Keto is, yeah, but it's a white
0: thing. White people had to say keto, and then, and then lard is okay. Like, shit, Mm -hmm. really? Mm -hmm. We've been saying lard is good in our frijoles for years, and they Um, shit on us for it. Oh, Oh. I can't do that. You just the lard with no beans. Yeah, no. no you can't do one without the other. are you supposed to eat
1: the lard with? Kale?
0: larding. and... K- no.
1: Blech.
0: I mean, but seriously, like, our diet has even assimilated to that.
1: Which, in some cases, might be a good thing. I mean... You cannot eat tacos every meal, every day of your life, cat. I don't...
0: Okay, but tacos are the same thing <laughs> as <we> <laughs> wait tacos are the same thing as flautas just in a different form are the same thing as burritos but just in a different wrapper okay, either
1: way you should not eat that every just day same. all day
0: what, I don't know what you're saying that is that is Mexican food I know Latinx I know. food though like if you go on beyond the and look into the diaspora of like pupusas are kind of thicker right? tortillas with gorditas, stuff inside yeah they're like, gorditas yeah, with stuff gordita. inside but, but but legit, I think our, even our menu, our diet yeah. has had to assimilate so that we can fit this like cosmo ideal of, of flaca gorda.
1: But I do think about the way my, grandfa- my grandfather ate and he would eat his tortillas and his beans with lard and all that stuff, but he also grew his own vegetables. And he ate a ton of calabaza and a ton of elote and a ton of. He would always have a little salad on the side, even if it was just like iceberg lettuce and tomato or whatever. Whoa. Our okay. Our in-house pet is getting anxious.
0: Uh, agreed, but you know, with women, our body changes with and and self-identified women or cis women, our body might change after there are children who are born, right? So
1: goodbye boobs.
0: Good right. Goodbye Thank boobs. You for playing. Goodbye stomach, goodbye, like stretch marks, thought, like all the things. So as much as like, God bless your abuelo and him eating fresh food, that might be completely different for women anyway, true, true. because we'll metabolize it differently. We'll, you know, those kinds of things and things just legit, just change after you have kids, your body just changes after you have kids. Right. And so sometimes you have like genetics or not, you might Put on weight in different areas because of that. There, there really is a difference between the women, the way women are treated with regards to how they look. Flaca, gorda, no in between. You're either one or the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even after, and it's tied to virgin whore, like virgen okay. Like, have you ever seen a virgin who's thick?
1: Ah, <gasps> no. I'm just saying. They don't exist.
0: Non-existent. That's it's true. It's a thing. Like, you're a virgin. It's you're tiny.
1: You have never eaten lard, nor had sex. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pobrecita.
1: <laughs> Someone give her a taco. <laughs> and a dildo. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were talking. For the, about the record, <laughs> that was you who brought dildo into play not me. I know. For once. <laughs> I did. Uh, when we were talking about this whole segment, I, I thought of some new role models that are coming out that are, you know, and, and it's not just this year, but the one that comes to my mind currently is Lizzo.
0: Yes! She- it's all about
1: body positivity, this is who I am, I'm loud and I'm proud Look at me, I'm gonna wear the bustiers and the rhinestone, whatever And be out there, cause I'm proud of who I am And she's trying to tell everybody else to be proud of who they are too And I love that, I just wanna know, does that stick with all the other shit that's going on And all the other images that are being forced upon people Is that something that sticks?
0: maybe depending on different community because while while Lizzo has an amazing message I think that sticks more with african-american community than it does like Mm -hmm. latinx self-identified women will be like absolutely a hundred percent yeah but we still need to look like Sofia Vergara
1: right and just for the record so based on this research that's saying that more representation you get it's not as true for African American women it's less true they they still have less incidence of eating disorders and body image issues even with additional representation
0: so I took that (laughs) DNA test
1: 100%
0: turns out (laughs) I'm that bitch
1: (laughs) you are that bitch
0: <laughs> side note is that i was talking to my partner the other day honey and and i was like would you ever forgive me for one thing or another she's like if you cheat on me you out the dough okay fair fair i um, get that
1: yeah <laughs> she is is she slut shaming <laughs> yes your partner can slut shame you 100 percent. i tell my husband there you know what you can have unconditional love from a woman absolutely and that woman is your mama because it is not me you (laughs) fuck up and there's going to be some problems (laughs) he he fucks up in my dreams and I'm like oh hell no (laughs) hell no why were you doing that shit why are you making me dream that shit he's like I gotta go to work
0: we're going to take a quick break we're going to get a few more libations we will be right back for segment 3
1: yes beer.
0: You know what that sound is?
1: I think it's craft beer.
0: Craft beer and the introduction of segment number 3 for episodio numero seis. Yes. Crafty, crafty, McCraft's a lot beer. beer. So, yes, cerveza has been around with not just our pochas, but you know, our gente for many a moon like damn. We needed to get we needed to get some alcohol in us and imbibe. Yeah.
1: Carbonated, Amazing alcohol. Yes.
0: But usually, you know, like my grandpa, he had Schlitz. Mm. He had whatever was on sale. Schlitz, Milwaukee's Best, mm-hmm. Pabst, whatever was on sale. Mm-hmm. If he was like really feeling it, it was Budweiser.
1: That's when you're ready to party. That's Friday night.
0: I mean, if put you're really party, not feeling it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> If you're really not
0: feeling it, it was Coors. No offense to Colorado. But nowadays, it's like all about the microbrew and the craft beer and the... Mm-hmm. and the. Can and I tell you a
1: story before we got to microbrews and craft beers? Do it. My grandpa, who I adore, used to drink warm beer. Room temperature beer. And I was like, What? no my whole life he would drink room temperature beer but he also didn't like ice like he would say ice would kill you and he was 98 so people were you know i mean i believe him but (laughs) (laughs) he would drink and if it was cold out of the ice chest or because people drink cold beer he would run it under the tap under the hot water until it got warm and drink it so my parents divorced long 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 ago and at it was a long time after they were divorced and I was talking about my grandpa drinking a warm beer my dad said you know why your grandpa drinks warm beer right and this is my mother's father so not my dad's father I was like well he just doesn't like cold drinks my dad's like ha no so your grandma did not like your grandpa drinking beer during the week but they had this little back room the cuartito where they would keep all kinds of junk and just extra stuff and whatever so he would hide beer in there and the only love him, yeah. The only way he could drink it and sneak it was not putting it in the fridge. He had to drink it right out of the cuartito so it was room temperature. So then he just got used to that shit and would drink it room temperature.
0: Fucking gangster is grandpa.
1: People take note.
0: Yes. Right now. Uh don't listen right now, honey, but I might have a little cuartito where <laughs> I'll keep my warm beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, she's going to go Not looking for no it now. No. No. Oh, the bat cave the just got shut the fuck down.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but craft beer has been like legit making a thing, you know. It's a thing. Even, even down the block from where we work. Yes. We've got, what, th- two, two, um, two places that have micro brews. Mm-hmm. Um or, and or distilleries, but yep. microbrews primarily. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, okay, so, because at every fiesta, at every quinceanera, we had bud, or, you know, seriously, if you were like feeling gorda, you had. Budlay. Bud Is this an assimilation thing? Because we have, uh, El Paso has microbrews. I did a little homework on El Paso and their, and their breweries. Albuquerque, mm-hmm. they're popping up everywhere. C- Pinchy Colorado's got a shit ton too. Damn. It's
1: that Rocky Mountain water. Well, it they can't something. be good at chili. They have to be good at something.
0: <laughs> um Sauce. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that, Colorado? We still got it against you, even still from the last it. episodio, because yeah, whatever. Watch us hold
1: a grudge. So, uh, yeah. I mean, crap. Bars in general. When we were, when I was a kid growing up in Las Cruces, there were a couple of bars. There were the bars that you, you know, there was Palacios there was the welcome in there was victoria's Ooh, there were victorias. places that people went to dance people would drink but it was not this fancy we would brew our own beer it was we're getting that shit delivered on a truck from like you said schlitz and you know natural light whatever the hell people are drinking it wasn't a micro brew which microbrewery just means small quantities they're not budweiser they're not doing all this mass quantity shit but in the last several years microbreweries have blown up so in 2008 the u.s had like 1500 craft breweries and now in new mexico alone we have 88 just in new mexico holy shit yeah that's doubled in the last six years so you know for us that could mean the beer's better quality it's got locally sourced ingredients it's locally made it's going back into our own economy Um, a lot of people like the taste better and, and what you're asking is very true. Is it just more bougie? Is it just putting the boo in bougie because you're drinking beer and now you're fancy pants?
0: Okay, so half of me wants to say that, but after tasting like a couple craft beers, half of me is like, no, wait, that was actually kind of good.
1: Yeah, so what did you, what have you tasted in this evening? So, so far- And I know you don't remember, but the cans are on the table, so you can read.
0: Thankfully, you kept the cans out for us, that way we can remember. Mm -hmm. So throughout the evening, we've had a pairing of Red Door Brewery, which is out of New Mexico, and we had the Vanilla Cream Ale, it's out of Albuquerque. Lovely. Lovely. It, it had a really nice uh, Vanilla-y taste to it. Mm-hmm. We've had Rar and Sons. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Rar and so it's like a I, I guess maybe a pirate beer. Rar yeah. and yes. Sons. Pirate beer. Adios Pantalones, which I love the name. Love and when you texted name. me what to get, I was like, you have to get the Adios Pantalones. Yes. Say goodbye to your pantaloons.
1: And once again, you said pantaloons.
0: <laughs> and dig this, and I miss you actually has a brewing class. Um, and don't we have b- priests that make beer up north? I actually don't know that we have be Of all the ale, th- monks, monks, monks' ale, ale that's really from New made Mexico? By monks, monks. It's made by monks? Yes. Oh, uh,
1: thank you, priests, for giving different this different to us. And it's New Mexican monks. Yep. Why, well, who
0: else, like seriously, who else would know about liquor other than fucking Catholics? I will turn
1: this water to beer immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's been in my family for generations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we've also had the Santa Fe Brewing Company. We've had pecan. Uh okay, isotopes slam and amber.
1: Yeah, here's your pecan. Oh, thank you. The pecan mm-hmm. from Pecan beard de la Vegas. And pecan here beer. in Las Cruces. Mm-hmm. The
0: isotopes is out of Albuquerque. Um
1: Oh yeah, sure. No, we're we're getting yeah. a request for some isotopes yes. right now. Yes, from the audience. Thank you. And this uh, Crucis Cruces alone. So Crucis Alone has spotted dog, icebox, high desert, bosque, Pikachu Peak Brewing, Pecan Grill. That's a lot for Crucis. And, and then go on. Yeah. Icebox is
0: opening
1: another
0: So we hear that tier c is bringing yeah. some brewing companies and then i did you say icebox has got another Opening one another and then, location w- and then dry point, in Mesilla. Dry dry point in Mesilla. yep. and so el paso's got um quite a few they've got uh the el paso brewing company they've got um dead beach brewing company ode brewing blazing tree sun brew okay so what's intriguing to me is some of the names and this is like okay Cholas have nicknames, Derby Girls got nicknames, um, like Puncher Villa. and beers have nicknames. And quite frankly, when I'm looking at new beers at the at the local grocery store, I look at names
1: mm-hmm. to see
0: if it's something that stands out.
1: Yeah, branding matters.
0: So there's like Abuela Stout. Oh the Chihuahua uh, instead of like Chihuahua it's the Chihuahua Jefe. The Chuco lager that's a stretch. I like Chuco Lager. Um, my favorite, though, is from the El Paso Brewing Company. What they've got on tap is the Pa Chuco, the ah. Wicked Felina.
1: Yeah, I didn't find that today. I wanted to buy that, and I didn't find it.
0: Thunderbird, El Matador, um, Lagarritos, Cavalry Stout, and on only limited editions of Poppy Chulo. Right? Did you say Cholo Stout? Cholo Stout is from Albuquerque. Marble, yeah. 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 Cholo
1: Stout. I like that.
0: Thunderbird is boring, is what we hear. It's wine. Oh, it's wine. <laughs> it's boring. No, no, no. There's a there's a Thunderbird's there's a Thunderbird um like a pale ale with the El Paso Brewing. Is it
1: Thunderbird like the old school Mad Dog 2020? Like you it got is. some of that Thunderbird in the trunk? Yeah, it's like you
0: distill it yourself. Distill yeah. it yourself, practically
1: in the toilet, <laughs> prison style. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, they use prison. Okay, so <laughs> this is deviating hardcore, but apparently. <laughs> You put your stuff in the prison toilet because that's cold and it keeps things cold for you. Mm-hmm. But you you di- you the way you make liquor is like through the f- like orange juice or f- through any right. of the fruit juices. But you don't put those in the toilet. You put other stuff in the toilet to keep it cold. Okay. Not wow. you know, nice. things. Now you know. In case you ever get in the clink. Now we you got know. you covered here on the Pocha podcast.
1: We don't discriminate. We Not love you. Not at all.
0: So, craft beers and so do you think do you like think that it oh we also had the we also had the green chile one which no one else really either wanted to try or liked I was the only one who the way that I described it was it was like eating a chile relleno and you have that background flavor and then you take a swig of uh, beer and those two things happen in your mouth that's what I thought that's
1: like the Willy Wonka gum where you get the the chicken fried steak and the blueberry pie and all that shit nobody needs that all together
0: you and Hani both agreed that what it tasted like was when ice cubes in your freezer
1: when you get, store get the, the green chile yeah. in the freezer because you have to for the year, and then the ice cubes start tasting like that. It's exactly what it tasted like.
0: Not bad. I, I I I disagree, but but you know whatevs. We have our own opinions about it. But that's not the only beer that's got green chile in it. And there's also wine that has green chile in it but craft beer has been making like this this upswing
1: yes for sure
0: and while you know there's a couple of the breweries in El Paso that are like Gente owned and operated mm-hmm. it's still it's still for me like you know when you go to a quinceañera i'm not looking to see if they have the pecan one or the green chile one or the vanilla one i'm looking to see if they've got the budweiser or whatever you're looking to
1: see if they have open bar bitch
0: fair <laughs> fair do I have to pay or not because if I have to pay then we are getting the paps if I don't have to pay then what's the top thing you've got there yes
1: but here's the thing and this is where assimilation and cultural appropriation and all that comes into play so Latinos have been making alcohol for eternity right Latinos have been finding ways to fight oppression through buzziness for years but now it's all cool and fancy and you are like super bougie and what's a hipster if you have a craft beer. But really, it's just people making their own shit. People have been doing that forever.
0: Maybe it died down after uh, like when Prohibition started because El Paso did have, before Prohibition, El Paso had the El Paso Brewing Association. And they had the Chihuahua Brewery as well as the El Paso El Paso Brewing and Ice Company. So three of them were between 1899 and 1918, more or less. Afterwards, there was a couple other breweries that that opened up in El Paso, but we already had like craft beer going on in El Paso. So maybe like right. all the hipsters were like taking Latinx ideas That's and running what with them. I'm
1: saying you're just smarter than me.
0: No, that is not true. I'm not smarter than you. Sometimes. but <laughs> Only when it comes to popes.
1: <laughs> Let's not talk about that again.
0: But I, I do think it's fascinating that there is this history. I didn't actually realize we had any, other than a bottling company in El Paso or Las Cruces in the, in that area, I didn't realize we actually had breweries. right Even before the 1900s. Mm-hmm. I'm I was completely blown away by that history
1: yeah I'm telling you people have been needing a beer for a long time long time and wine all the things tequila I know when we were
0: when we were talking about when we were talking about what we were gonna what what our episode was gonna look like and i had mentioned to you like someone needs to come up with a tamarindo beer mm, somebody someone listening someone had do come it. up with a tamarindo <gasps> beer there Stop. is one out there i can't remember what it's called but it's one of the one of the el paso breweries actually Get has one out. not kidding i need that meli dry point has drinks with, with that, in it that are amazing but it's not beer. dry point apparently has some drinks that have tamarindo in it
1: and they're amazing
0: and i also think if there's any brewers out there that are listening which there probably are home brewers. You gotta make a bocha one that's got a little Latinix in it. It's like it's like that it's like brown in the simulation. Horchata.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, two flavors I never thought would come together. And there is an orchata beer. There is an
1: orchata beer today. When I was looking for our tasting, there was a mango paleta beer. We got the adios pantalones from the same uh <laughs> raar, folks.
0: Sun Brew in El Paso has a sensual tamarind wedding ale. Sensual tamarind. I'm not making this up. They also have an avocado sour ale.
1: Ooh. I know. Okay, that sounds interesting. I don't know who the fuck puts the words sensual and tamarind together.
0: In a wedding, no less. Okay, so things that I didn't know before, I started doing some research on... On beers. Um, To be fair, I actually didn't like beer until I got older and wiser. Yeah, same. Before, I liked the alcohol that got just straight to it. And one of my favorite drinks when I was younger was uh, vodka Red Bull. I know, completely terrible for you. but So as I got older, I got wiser, and I'm doing a lot more of the sours now.
1: You got me onto the sours. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: Ales are made with ale yeast, and lagers are made with lager yeast, Duh. a lager yeast strain. Wait, but it's a cleaner <laughs> tasting than ale. It clean. It lager tastes cle- is cleaner than ale. That's, okay, that's the research that I had. And there's actually an international bittering unit that calculates bitterness of beer. A
1: bittering unit.
0: It's, it's an IBU, International the unit. Bittering Unit. Yes,
1: the IBUs. Saying. The higher so the IBUs, the less I like it is pretty much what I know. Probably. And yeah.
0: other things that I purchased for tonight, I didn't get any porters on purpose and selfishly because the, the darker the beer, the more likely I am to have a migraine. So yeah, I'm sorry that I selfishly didn't get us any porters hey, or anything dark. Ike.
1: I can only do so much dark beer though. It feels heavier to me. Like I can have one and then I'm like, I'm good. It's, I'm so assimilated that
0: the lighter the beer, <laughs> the better I like it. Damn.
1: <laughs> this butcha moment brought to you by Episodio 6. I only like light beer. So which one of your
0: New Mexico, Texas, El Paso kind of list of beers that we got did you prefer?
1: Yeah. I really loved the Mexican lager. I think it was... Was it... It's
0: the marble, marble out of Albuquerque Cerveza, Cerveza so it's a Mexican-style it lager.
1: I would drink that again. I loved it. Shock- I also really liked the Adios Pantalones, and shockingly, I liked the pecan beer. I did not think I would like the pecan beer, and it's good. The pecan beer was
0: m- more vanilla-y than I anticipated, yeah. but it... Okay, I know how this is going to sound a little bit bougie, it fills your mouth with the taste of pecans. It really does.
1: You like a mouthful of nuts now? <laughs> <laughs> I would have never. <laughs> I did not anticipate this turn in events.
0: Plot twist.
1: <laughs> Plot twist.
0: <laughs> I also like your chorizo that you brought as an accoutrement oh to yeah. our...
1: It's like Spanish sliced and cured chorizo. It's the bomb. Cat. Charlene. It's been real. And it's been fun.
0: It's been real fun. Because
1: we're at Moe's with a live
0: studio audience. Woo! I have totally enjoyed being here at Moe's. I appreciate the Yay. invitation. Thank you. And we hope you've had a good time with Episodio 6. You can always catch us on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, all of the social medias. Yes. And just like our good friend who is in one of the two Carolinas, you can give us a shout out and give us a review on the iTunes podcast review. So not only did they, you know, just give us a couple stars or what have you, she also left a review for us and we are deeply appreciative and want to give you a shout out. And to our friends who are listening to us in Mexico, Spain and Senegal thank you so much yes like reach out to us because that's awesome that you're that you're listening
1: yes if we can be your home away from home if you miss new mexico if you miss your henta, if you miss your your homies and love hearing all of the pocha things because you're a pocha at heart then we welcome you and we're glad we can be a voice in your ear sometimes or if you're not a pocha
0: i'm i'm glad that you're listening anyway and you find us that entertaining because usually it's legit just you and i entertaining ourselves at yes
1: one of our friends <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what we do best <laughs> one of our friends did say it's not just for brown people because she loves it too
0: i love that i love that yeah high five and to it's that also
1: for dogs apparently. apparently
0: no we put that one to sleep the so i'm not dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well not that one so thank you so for listening
0: that's been it for our latinx heritage month uh podcast episodio 6 i'm kat
1: i'm charlene latino heritage month let your brown out peace
0: Hey, this is Kat. I'm Charlene. And we just want to thank our friend Nicole for that music that you heard. Wasn't that amazing? Now we have music, Kat. We have more than one piece, and we're going to be using them for our different episodes. This is the first, and we hope that you like it. How did it uh, come about, Charlene?
1: Because we're ridiculous fools, (laughs) and um, we decided that this was just very appropriate to come up with our own lyrics and sort of take over some... uh, well-known catchy tunes with pocha lyrics.
0: And she's getting paid the exact amount we're getting pay- paid, so it's fine.
1: Which is beer.
0: Which, <laughs> Just yes. beer. Um, but also, we're going to do one last thing. It's um, you know, dieciseis. And what happens on dieciseis is you need a grito. Oh. We're going to have grito a grito de
1: dolores. The grito off. Oh, I can't. You can't? I can't. Are you going to give it a try? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. He's gonna give us give us a good uh, a good grito. <clears throat> Hold in your abs. Oh no, that's not gonna happen.
1: Oh, I can't do it. Hold on. Huh. Okay. <laughs> that was good.
0: <laughs> it's the Pocha Podcast where we're ridiculous.
1: We love you, Nicole. Thank you so much for sharing your talents with us. Mad props and cool. Thank you.